Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nielsen Show. Once again, here is our Sunday podcast. It is Super Bowl Sunday, so here I am representing uh, my team, the Chiefs. Hope it's a good game, but also hope the Chiefs come out on top, obviously. So with that, uh, by the time you guys probably even hear this podcast, it'll probably be Monday. So more than likely, we'll know who's the winner of the Super Bowl, and I'm just talking in past tense. (laughs) Uh, anyways, so this part, I had a whole different podcast planned today and it kind of just took a turn, I guess. So there's a lot of things going on in the world that I mean are, are political for the most part, but also I would like to just say are not clean, I guess. I mean, I've seen a big old interview thing with uh travis kelsey you know and some some reporter i'm sure a young reporter asked what the what the draw is for people to him and taylor swift that's travis kelsey and taylor swift and he said that you know their virtues and i was kind of wondering what what does that even i mean what do they think their virtues are as far i mean what what gives them the direction of their virtues it was really an interesting answer you know when he said that it was virtues and i don't remember what else he said but it didn't seem to really fit the way they live their lives (laughs) so i don't know what really what he was meaning by that you know maybe he feels a little bit different about the way he lives his life than what he probably should be but anyways the uh like I said, I was going to talk about climate change and new information coming out about that stuff that kind of disproves all the predictions that they've made for the last 80 years. And <clears throat> I can still do that, but it's it can be a whole other episode because it, it needs to go into a lot more depth than I have time for this time. I'm going to keep this short, nice 30-minute wrap it up. But I come across some actual... Um, Bible verses fitting since today is Sunday that I'm doing this podcast, but this is from Second Peter, starting in one, and I think it explains a lot of the things we see going on around the world. I, I had a whole thing I was researching a bunch of stuff on what led up to the fall of Rome because there's been a lot of people asking, why does everybody think about the fall of Rome so much and uh, if you don't know the history of Rome, you can't see the similarities. If we don't study our history, we don't see the similarities of things we are doomed to repeat. And that's why I never agreed with all of this statue tearing down. And I mean, they're still doing it. They're taking out the founding fathers out of state buildings because it might offend somebody. But without being offended by that and learning from that whether it was oh slavery this you erase all of that history it's a matter of time before that history will repeat itself it's not a matter of if it's when so count on that probably not in my lifetime and maybe not even in my kid's lifetime that this will happen but slavery will happen in mass again and uh i don't know 
I, I'm thinking that we America is just destined for that. Unfortunately, I think because of the paths we have decided to go down, and I think a lot of our worldly problems are we have decided to walk away from religious ideologies that bring us that should hopefully, if you're reading it correctly. Uh, bring you back closer to actual virtues and family values. And I don't know if a lot of people understand what that means. But so anyways, getting into the show, I mean, I think a lot of people are just lost. They're not, they're looking for purpose and meaning and they find it in the wrong places. Uh, What is it? I can't remember who the artist was, but they... They sing about finding love in all the wrong places. That's kind of what we've done with everything these days. Because we're a, a, a strange species that decides that we need proof of everything. To if it, if you can't be proven, and I can't physically see it, I can't touch it, can't smell it, it doesn't exist. And I think that's where we lose faith. Because faith for a lot is blind faith. But it also is a guidance to help keep us on a straight path, not give in to the worldly cultures, I guess, and the norms. And the Bible, yes, is old, ancient even. But just like the Constitution, it still has weight and meaning if we're not trying to skew it all out of context. And you know what? What's lost can be found again. I've been lost for a long time and I'm slowly making my way back to being found and finding the truth and seeking the truth. And that is part of the problem that we don't do is we don't seek it anymore. So like I say, today's episode is being swapped out from what I was originally going to talk about to uh, short and sweet. I'm just going to read you from the Bible. If that offends you, too bad. Turn it off. I don't care. To Peter, starting in one, and this is a greeting. Simeon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to who to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Confirm your calling and election. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. I think, I think you know, these passages really tap into what's going on in societies these days and that's what kind of I guess really drew me into changing my whole podcast to just read this because it's it's pretty much to the T of what's going on these days for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. 
For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he has cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able at any time to recall these things. Christ's glory in the prophetic word. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to bring in one other thing that's called, um, well, it's a book I've been reading. And like I've explained to a lot of people, it's like I've read through parts of the Bible and not understood merely a little bit of it. And it leaves a lot up to your own interpretation of what that means. So if, if you do it that way, you're bound to deceive yourself by not understanding and digging farther into what the actual meanings of it mean. So this book I've been reading is called The Unseen Realm. And I, off the top of my head, can't remember the author's name. But anyways, look it up. The Unseen Realm great book it gives you all the uh, passages and where to find the relevance of what the book's talking about what he's going through and breaks it down to help you understand a little bit better from the times of when the bible was written and it really helps you at least it's helped me grasp a little bit more about what the bible is saying because I've, i've read through I guess when I first ever read the Bible or read parts of it, I don't think I've ever read the full thing. Um, My ADD keeps me pretty occupied with that (laughs) or not reading it at all. But it helps you break down what they were meaning at the time of its passage and the words of people that were prophets and whatever and their, their words from given to them by God to pass on to us. So hopefully we will 
research it and find out its true meaning, not just our what our culturally renditions of words and stuff mean these days. I mean, how many times have you seen that? Oh, this doesn't mean that anymore. This means this. Now we're just going to change the definition of it. You, We can't do that and still believe in the true meaning of God and Jesus and their words and what we should, how we should be living our lives it just doesn't work, but it, it just helps go back to the times when it was written to, to break it down and make you understand it a little bit better. It's a great book. I mean, some people get bored of it because they, they quit right after the first part of it. And it is, it is strange because it's like, I don't, I don't remember any of this stuff that anybody's ever talked about this stuff, but the farther you read into it, it, it grabbed me pretty quick and I just, I couldn't stop reading it. You know, I'd, I'd read a few cha- chapters every night, <clears throat> just about done with it. And there is a lot of places and it's like, what? That's crazy. I didn't know any of this stuff. But if you go through it and actually listen to what the author's saying and then actually get a Bible or I use the, the Bible app, and go to those passages and read what it says and then read what the author's talking about with it. it. It makes a lot more sense. At least it did for me. So let's go back to Second Peter starting out in the next chapter. False prophets and teachers. Now what really kind of brought me on to this because I had or I just watched uh, what they call uh, open letter to the church. And that was another Epic Times uh, documentary they did on there. I was going to share it with uh, my friend Mike, and I forgot to send him the link. And then when I looked it up again, I guess it was just a promotion thing that subscribers to the Epic Times can watch it. But now it's like a rental thing, so it's cost like four bucks, four or five bucks to rent it. But it's an hour long. Um, I highly recommend it if you can sign in there or I can send somebody a link if they want to pay the five dollars or whatever it is to to watch it um, but it kind of breaks down the problems with our church leaders and still trying to teach the actual word of God and the fallacies I think that we are taking right now not in the correct direction so this second chapter uh, to Peter's goes false prophets and teachers. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers, teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words, their condemnation for long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to change of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, the herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought up a flood upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. If he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormented his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. 
then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones, whereas angels, though greater in might and power, do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction. Suffering wrong as the wage for the wrongdoing, they count it pleasure to re revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes re reveling in their deceptions. While they feast with you, they have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way. They have gone astray. They have followed the way of Balaam, the son of Bor, who loved gain from wrongdoing, but was rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These are waterless springs and mist driven by a storm. For them the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. For speaking loud boasts of folly, they entice with sensual passions of the flesh those who are barely escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first, for it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. What the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit, and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. Now, I don't know if any of that sounds very familiar with a lot of the stuff we are living through in these days. Now, I'm not trying to make some kind of prophetic claim that Jesus is coming back, even though sometimes it feels like I wish he would. <laughs> <laughs> to get us out of this mess we've gotten ourselves in. But we also need to clean up our acts. And like I say, you know, a lot of these people are lost and looking for purpose and meaning in life. But the biggest problem I think all of us forsake and not look at anymore is we've lost our faith in what's to come. We all need to take the realization that we are not immortal. We are not going to live forever. And our time here is very limited. A blink of the eye of eternity. Less than a blink of the eye. It's so quick that we can't even fathom it. And there's a lot of things in the afterlife that we can't fathom is how it's going to be. But it, it it's going to be that way. And we've got to find a way to turn back or face the consequences and that's probably part of the reason so many people have gone astray I think is because at a young age we're 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 losing the battle of teaching right from wrong even though we're given that at birth we we understand what's right and wrong as a child growing up you understand what's right and wrong and a lot of the times we still choose to do wrong.
I don't know if that's just human nature or wrong sometimes the easy way. But in the end, hopefully we're going to learn and turn ourselves around from that. So just to end this uh, out, I'm just going to finish off Second Peter in chapter 3. The day of the Lord will come. This is now the second letter that I am writing, that I am writing to you, beloved. In both of them, I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandments of the Lord and Savior through your apostles, knowing this first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing. Following their own sinful desires, they will say, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlook this fact, that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God, and that by means of these the world then that existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word the heavens and the earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any you should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Final words. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish, and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him. As he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory, both now and the day of eternity. Amen. So that just is what kind of struck me. I found that passage in just a, a whim of things today different coincidences well not coincidences just things happening and so i kept reading through it actually i do believe that was uh mr derrick that started reading in peter's and i just took off in there and found myself where i am <laughs> so some of those things that you know happen for a reason just happen for a reason and it just it just struck me and i thought you know what this fits along perfect with what I see going on in the world because I think a lot of people just like it's easier to live with blinders on and pretend certain things aren't what they really are. 
And that is a mistake I think a lot of our big churches are making is appeasement. They're making appeasement to things that are unholy and unclean and allowing it to go on in their churches. Now I know that doesn't entice a lot of people. And I know there's a lot of people that have their opinions about churches and religions. And to some extent, some of those are valid because of what the churches are doing. So hopefully, hopefully they uh, can find their way again because they're lost right now. And once again, what has been lost can be found, but we have to search it. We have to look for it. Find the truth. And I, I think the saying is, if I'm not screwing this up, I am. The light, the truth, the way. Or the truth, the light, the way. One of the, one of the however that goes. <laughs> I probably mess that one up. <laughs> Uh, hey, I'm not the smartest person on the on the apple tree, that's for sure. But that's kind of my message today, and uh, hopefully you can take that throughout the week and ponder it, possibly search it out, understand it. Like I say, if if there's something you don't understand, if you don't go ask questions, and hopefully you get somebody that has the right answers to help explain it. I'm not probably that person. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a biblical scholar by any means, but I try and I'm trying to bring people the truth on whatever it is that I'm talking about at any given time. And I hope that uh, everybody has a wonderful week and we hope to all be back here next Sunday again and give you something else worth pondering and opening your minds to. So as of for now, this is uh, Justin signing out here on the Nielsen show. Until next week, I'm out.